Welcome to the Knuckleheads Podcast. We are here with another episode of the Sound Check, but we got a little something special going on today. Of course, I'm always joined, um, and right now, let me say this, we are still doing digitally, we're still social distancing, we're still keeping our distance because we just have not been able to break away from uh, this COVID-19 madness, but uh, I am joined with Gabe as always. What's up, Gabe? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing good. But with us, uh, brought back uh, a buddy of ours uh, from. He was from on. A, I actually interviewed him on an episode. Uh, Joe, say what's up. Hello, hello. Mm-hmm. Happy to be here. Joe's with the Masquerade. If you want to get to know Joe a little bit more, feel free to go touch back and listen to one of the other episodes. It's not the sound check episode, but it was just an older episode where I interviewed him. He actually works at the Masquerade, but. A uh, good buddy of ours, and we decided to uh, let's have a little fun, and all three of us uh, do a podcast episode together, and uh, just kind of get into it. So I think we're gonna kind of start out a little differently. We're just kind of catch up with each other and really talk about some of the music we've been listening to. Um, with that, we have created from the last episode where me and Gabe caught up. We uh, created a, a quarantine checkup list basically on spotify it will be added below in um the link as well so yeah so let's just kind of jump off into it um how's everybody been though i mean y'all everybody good i mean still still doing your thing still home depot and gabe and <laughs> still still home depot and it's just it's literally not slowing down yeah are, are people still gardening though <laughs> oh my god so um we were talking about Last time we we did this talk, and we got into a little bit of a spiel about Home Depot and how busy it is. Um, we broke, like I think we made more money uh, last week in a single week than we've ever made in my five years of working there. That's insane. Um, the garden center, just just the garden center, okay, not not the whole store, just the garden center, did almost three hundred thousand dollars. That is insane. Wow. Yeah, the store the store almost did a million dollar week. Like, and then there's no sales going on or anything like that. Like, there's no promotions going on. It's just y'all could probably jack the prices up, and <laughs> it would probably yeah, no one really care. Yeah, yeah, no one cares. Yeah, I, I told I told people that like when they're like, hey, well, do you know when this stuff's gonna go on sale? And I'm like, well, with the virus, they're not doing any sales because they're trying not to make people want to come to Home Depot more than they already are. Like, I, I actually need some stuff, and I have yet to go. Like, I just kind of refuse to go. <laughs> it, it's it's slowed, it slowed down this week a little bit. But yeah. I say I say slowed down, but, like, I think Monday sales plan for the store was, like, $60,000, $70,000. And then I looked at the numbers the next day, and we did, like, one twenty. That's great. And I was like, oh, that's a slow day. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's yeah. the madness I'm dealing with. Yeah. Gotta love being essential, dude. Oh, yeah. I've been doing car wraps and back in the vinyl business because I can keep to myself and still do it. So, yeah. It's been nice to be able to get back making some money, even though I can't DJ and do the stuff that I really want to do. But, 
you know, got to gotta make the best of every situation and just remember that it's only temporary. What about, what, what's going yeah. on with you, Joe? What, what's, uh, how's, how's life without the masquerade? I know, I know it, uh, sucks. I know you don't, I, I can answer that for you, but, <laughs> um, what, what's things <laughs> kind of hard for you? Our door been closed for officially about two months now. I th- uh, tomorrow will be like the actual two month anniversary, or two months, you know, uh, mark since we, you know, we we announced that we were closing. So it's 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 definitely been quiet for me. Um, you know, some days have been better than others as far as like mental and emotional health and whatnot. Luckily, I haven't felt sick in the slightest at all, so that's really good. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, it's definitely weird because you know, as someone whose life revolves around music, let alone social gatherings, it's definitely weird you know, going from 12 hour days to zero hour days. So, you know, it's, it's definitely been hit or miss, but luckily things have been picking up, you know, this past couple of months. Um, I'm going to start working for various things here and there. Um, so, you know, at least I'll, I'm going to start like getting out of the house a little more, making some money and stuff like that, because it's been too long of just nothingness yeah. and, you know, being bored and broke. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, well that, that's what made me get back into vinyl. And luckily I, I have that background and that, that history and, and, what I've done for so much, but, um, definitely helps out a lot for, for me. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's good that you're able to start trying to find some stuff and, um, hopefully that'll all kind of work itself out as well. So, yeah, I, I got, a, I got a lot of cool friends and stuff like that who, you know, last week they were helping me out with leads and stuff and now the leads are starting to come through and everything like that. So it, it definitely, you know, makes you feel good that, you know, you can start, you know, getting active and, you know, doing stuff like that. So it's definitely, things have definitely been, taking a more of a positive turn this past couple weeks than you know the past two months have been absolutely cool um well that's cool let's uh i guess let's let's kind of start with some of the music that we've been listening to and really uh kind of go from there let's let's maybe hit like three songs or so that we've all been listening to once again obviously we can hit a lot more if you want to run down a quick list but hit, hit your main favorites and um, I guess we'll start with Gabe. Gabe, what, give me uh, one of your one of the songs you've been listening to and, and been vibing to, and obviously we can kind of discuss it and if we any of us have heard it, not heard it, and go from there. So, um, well, so I mean, obviously no surprise, but uh, so that the the nineteen seventy five album comes out next week. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I've been listening to. <laughs> um, uh, especially I love that band. Especially, so good. especially their uh, they released a single like yesterday or something. Uh, I kind of skipped it. I was like, you know what, the album comes out next week. I'll just save it for then. But uh, the last one they released is what I added to the playlist today. Uh, if you're too shy, and that that song is unbelievably good. Uh, I, I like obsessively was like watching the live videos from when they premiered it in like January. To the point that, like, I knew all the words before they even put the song out. <laughs> um, s- s- super good. That's awesome. It's so funny, though, that you... Because you were telling me, like, you didn't under... Because I had the same kind of wording. Like, where did the 1975 come from? Like, that, like this huge popularity behind them lately, it yeah. feels like. Because like, I think after one of the last episodes that we were actually, like, hanging out at the house, like, we sat here and watched a ton of their videos, and you kind of pushed me more towards them and kind of showed me, you know, the styles that I like. So it yeah. definitely helped me with, with liking them more. But, uh, I mean, it's, I, I can't say that I'm like, a, I would not claim myself to be a fan fan, but 
they have grown. Yeah. They have grown on me. I will definitely say that. So. That's good. Yeah, same. I I've, I first heard this in 1975, like probably like back in 2016 or something like that, because they were like performing some shows around town. I didn't know who they were, but I was like, that's a kind of a cool band name. And then you know, I you know after a while, you know, I kind of associated with sort of like the the teeny bopper fan base or whatever, just kind of <laughs> just out of ignorance, uh, just out of ignorance really. And then it was no, um yeah, and then it was uh, Shaking Knees uh, 2016. I was uh, I got an opportunity to like work it, and they were one of the headliners that night. So you know, after I got cut from the uh, the shift I was doing. And I, I watched them, and it was that it, you know they opened with uh, that was when um, uh, that was when which album it was uh, when oh, yeah, I like it when you sleep that was like just when it came out so they opened with that the, the that title track into into love me and after a couple songs you know it just kind of clicked I was like okay I get it now I see where they're going for and I'm you know I became a fan after that yeah that's cool yeah I I like notoriously have gone on record. Saying, like, like I ride for this band super hard now, like immensely. He, like, he like, I think now. they're like <laughs> Yeah, I think they're legitimately like one of the best bands on earth currently. Like I, I, I will go on record saying that. But yeah. <laughs> the funniest part is that I fucking hated <laughs> everything about that band when they started. Like you can talk to like mutual friends of our, of mine and Joe's um, that know. Like they were there when I was like, "Oh, this band is garbage. What is, what is the point? I hate this. I hate that they're popular. I hate seeing them all over the fucking internet. I hate everything about them." And then one day, it was when that album in 2016 came out. It was when they were leading up to that. I saw a uh, a Saturday Night Live video of them performing live, and was like, "I don't remember them sounding like that." <laughs> this isn't who I thought this was. <laughs> I was like, "That don't." I don't it was them performing a new song. It was, them, it was them playing Love Me, actually. And I was like, I don't remember them sounding like that. And then I watched the music video for it and was like, whoa, what? And then got into them from then on. That's cool. That's cool, though. Like I said, it, it's it's funny because actually me and Joe were talking before you got on and we, we were just compa- looking over the track list that we threw together for this and with each of our like 10 songs or so and it's cool that like you kind of brought me into them and but you you understand me with my music and my my style that like i said you were able to pick those songs and really go like hey like listen to this and you you might understand it a little bit more and like that we all just have this different kind of musical taste and sound but it, it makes it entertaining to to watch it all vibe together so uh yeah um you want to keep going with mine, or we want to alternate? Oh, uh, I guess let's let's alternate. Joe, go go ahead and hit me with one of yours. Yeah, so I mean the the two most I guess mo- they're they're a couple weeks old now, but the two most recent releases that have been pretty about were you know um, Afterburner by Dance Gavin Dance and um, Heart Heartwork by The Used. So you know my favorite one of my favorites from Afterburner is uh, Born to Fail, and then one of my favorites from Heartwork is uh, Obvious Blase featuring uh, Travis Barker. So, you know, those are those are kind of two, you know, more recent stuff I've been listening to. But, uh, you know, there's also been spells where I just haven't really been, you know, making efforts to look for new, more music. So a couple of the things I've been listening to is uh, Post Malone's uh, song Sunflower, just from uh, from Hollywood is Bleeding, that album. And then um, I had a, I had like a two days where uh, Trampoline by Shade was stuck in my head. So I threw that on you know, as part of my 10. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, we had this discussion. Like I said, it took gave a minute to get on. I know that Thomas the internet is uh, terrible, but 
Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, the we had the the, the statement, or I, I said the statement, but you agreed with me on this was just I can go a week where I can find twenty, thirty songs where I'm just like banger. Oh my god, I love this! Like absolute. And then I'll go two weeks with just like I may have found one song like. And that's the, like frustrating. It's so frustrating to me because that's like I want every week to just be like I can't consume and get enough of all of this. Like, <laughs> like I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I get it. Uh, um, um, that that used song is definitely probably my favorite off of Heartwork. First of all, that album is just ridiculously good. Like, yeah, they they outdid themselves they, for they, sure. Like, I was super super impressed. They they made me really happy with that with that record. I was. It's been a minute since there's been anything that the use has done overall that like I've I've loved. I mean, the, for for a while there, it'd be like they'd release a single or two off of whatever their record was coming out, and I'd be like, "Hey, that's pretty good." And then I listen to the whole album, and be like, uh, I, "I can kind of leave it." Take you know? it or leave it. But this one, yeah, this one, yeah, and and and, and unfortunately. And, and unfortunately, sorry, and unfortunately, the Canyon, you know, and Imaginary Enemy weren't, uh, you know, very well receptive, obviously, you know, but funny enough, Cry is one of my favorite songs all time by them. Uh, and that's off Imaginary Enemy. But outside of that, you know, those two albums definitely did not get the reception that, you know, the band probably anticipated they would. No, and, and Cry is a good song, but the rest of the record just isn't that great to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, the same thing with, the, and then Vulnerable is probably their worst record. I don't even remember. <laughs> Um, but this this new record is just unbelievably good. The song you picked, um, that's probably my favorite song because that sh- that shit sounds like the closest they've ever been to those first two albums since then. Yeah, like, insanely with, with close. Kind of, with like the acoustic intro and stuff like that, and just the lyrics yeah. too. It's kind of like it's kind of it's kind of sad. It's kind of you know it, it sounds like you know a, a, an epitome like of a, of a used song at least modern day. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I like I'm not gonna say I've listened to the entire album, but I actually have like dabbled in that one just because like the use the use throws me back. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely just one of those. Like uh, it's about like when like Under Oath made their comeback. Like you, it, it, I didn't care for the Under Oath's new album, but like I had to listen to the whole. Album. Hey now, <laughs> hey now, <laughs> fight, hey, I will forever be a ride or die Under Oath fan, though. I will do that and say that uh, to to the end of time. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about the new Dance Gavin Dance to be honest with you Joe I, I know I know you I know you liked it but I, I wasn't know. that crazy about it either I'll be I, it's, mother, I don't mother, want to be two on one but I agree with you <laughs> yeah no Mothership is definitely still like my favorite there's just something something about that album it's like it's just epic it's there's not really besides maybe like exposed there's really not a song that I really dislike on it. So, you know, it's definitely like Afterburner is not my favorite by them, but you know, it, it, I, I, it's, it's good that they're, you know, starting to, you know, get their cycle going and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it, it, Mothership is still like at the top for me as far as their whole discography goes. I think, I think the problem that I have with Afterburner, I've talked about it with a couple people is like, I don't know if it's just like dance, Gavin dance fatigue or whatever. The fact is they pump material out so fast that mm-hmm. I think, I think sometimes they're just worried about just getting the material out there and just slapping stuff together. I don't think they're putting as much thought into it as they used to. Even though they've always been a band that puts out material super quick, but like, 
I was talking to someone and I was like, if you took the like the better songs off of their last record and the better songs off of this record, and then some of the singles that they released in between and made one album in the same time span that took them to release all of that in the span of like three years, like a normal album cycle for most people, I was like, you'd have a fucking phenomenal Dance Gown Dance record. But instead, they're just keep pumping out more and more content. I'm like, Qu- yeah. Quantity but, over quality you know, at that point? Exactly. Like, they're immensely talented. They may, it's not that their stuff's back they also, just, they're, they're focusing more on quantity. Yeah. They may also be trying to fulfill their contract so they can go independent because they probably have Blue Swan waiting for them. That's, I have no idea, obviously, but that's another theory that could be put into action. Maybe they're just trying to fulfill the record, fill the deal, and, you know, that kind of thing. But who knows? Could, could be, but just from, like, an industry standpoint, I can't... I don't know. Rise Records has always had fucking contracts. That's, like, known if you know people who know people who know people. Like, people know that mm-hmm. Rise Records is kind of shitty when it comes to contracts. Facts. But they've been on Rise Records since the beginning and they've just like mm-hmm. what, what is this their ninth album or something there's no way their record deal is that long it's not it's just that not feasible not for any not that's fair. not for a label of that size at least if they were like on like atlantic or something you know yeah but fair right point. of course fair point but who knows whatever moving on <laughs> uh well i guess moving yeah. on I'll, I'll tap in with the song for me um and i love the song i'm gonna start out with this one song uh, MGK released Bloody Valentine. I feel like I, I have to start with this one. Uh, he's definitely tapping into a different side and going into the punk thing. And I sent this song to you the other day, Gabe, and we I know we've had some <laughs> chit-chats, but you finally listened to it, and you told me right before the podcast you listened to it. I had made you not tell me your thoughts. I want to hear them <laughs> firsthand. Shoot it to me straight. What are your thoughts on Bloody Valentine? All right. So <laughs> I can't I can't just give my opinion without giving like my, my full opinion on MGK as an artist. Okay. Right now, I joke. I was telling you guys yesterday when we were talking about this podcast and what we were you know, planning for it. We talked about him a little bit, and my remark was, um, I feel like he's catering to the only quote fan base that he has left, which I joke, and it's like. He's lost most of the mainstream rap scene, so now he has to cater to like his his white, predominantly white rap fan fan base, who are also the kind of people who grew up listening to like emo music, who would go the kind of people who would go to emo night. He's just like, yeah, fuck it, let's get with Travis Barker and and I, I'm assuming probably John Feldman and write a fucking pop punk album, switch it up, and I'm like, if you want to do that, cool. Obviously, the climate is right for that. There's a lot of crossover appeal. Like, you've got a lot of artists um, that are doing the whole emo rap, so the lines are starting to blur. So if an artist that traditionally wants to do hip-hop wants to step over into that lane, it's there's no better time to do it. True. Um, I just I can't stand MGK in general. Okay. But... That being said, I did song. listen to the song. I did listen to the song, and it's not bad. Okay. It's not. It's not like I wasn't like God. This is terrible. Um, oh. I still don't think he can sing very well, in my opinion. Okay. Well, I mean, to be fair, that'd be like me. Like I'm not a singer, but or even yeah. like like you look like Mac Miller. Like you, you know, like I'm literally wearing a Mac Miller T-shirt right now. So yeah. let's let's make that clear. Mac Miller is not a singer. 
Like, no. And he's not a great singer. Or he was not. Rest in peace. God bless his soul. But, uh, like, even when he started creating and tapping into this this new side before he passed away, like, it was creating his own sound and doing his own thing that, like, you, you had to build this kind of, like, appreciation for it. Now, to be fair, the whole pop punk style, like, it's, it's not, like, this new sound necessarily, but it's... For MGK, it's, it's a new sound for MGK. For yeah. him, it, it is new, and um, but I mean, my, he is still, he has has still been touring with, um, like Young Thug, and and still with all like the rap scene. But I think you'll see a lot of like the, the crossover like Lil Wayne done with um like Blink One Eight Two and all here in the near future. I mean, well, whenever we're allowed to go back to concerts, so. <laughs> I think he probably got the well. I mean, he's already he's always had that fan base in in that scene. Like I know a bunch of people who are into like pop punk and metalcore and stuff like yeah. that. There there is a pocket of people who are MGK fans in that scene. Oh yeah. So it makes sense that he would cater to it. Oh, yeah. He did that tour. What was it last year? Year before last, where he was like direct support for Fallout Boy. Yes. Um, and like there was a branch of dates where every time I die was on that. And that's like the weirdest bill I've ever seen. True. Um, <laughs> like, very but, true. yeah, it's, it's so, it's so weird, but it works, I guess. And that, that's a testament to fallout boys crossover appeal. Um, but that was around the time of the whole, like M and M beef. And then, you know, there's some people who might say that, like, I don't, I won't go that far, but I know that there are some people who think that his new direction is because of that, because they're like, well, he got clowned on so hard because he's, not a great rapper, quote unquote. You gonna make me change um, the topic of conversation and get back on this again? <laughs> hey, I mean, like, Rap Devil was like a banger. Kill shot was shit. Like, you tell, like I, said, I will go on record and say that right now. <laughs> dude, I am I am normal ever. <laughs> uh, I'm not arguing yeah, the rappers. I'm arguing the song though. So let's just make that clear. <laughs> yeah. I think you have to have... It's all about context when it comes to MGK and, like, this new song. But, Absolutely. like I said, I listened to it. It wasn't bad. The instrumental's pretty good. Um, it, it's, it's it's decent. Yeah. Um, it's funny. When he first starts singing, uh, he it almost reminds me of something that I could hear Post Malone doing. I can, I can, I, see, I can see where you're coming from on that. I could hear... I could... If... I mean, because Post Malone is friends with Travis Barker. They did that uh, yeah. Nirvana live stream like a week ago or yeah. so together. Yeah. Um, but like, I could see someone like Post Malone doing the same thing, but doing it ten times better. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of how his vocals came across at some points. And then uh, you said something about like Blink One Eight, obviously Blink One Eight Two, because Travis Barker is doing it. So yeah. that vibe is there. But, like, you know, it's not as bad. I was expecting worse. I will say that. I'm not going to praise it, but I'm not going to shit on it. I understand why you like it. Okay. All right. I'll take that. It makes me feel a little better about liking it, though. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not, it's not terrible. I'm not like, bro, it's so bad. I can't believe that you think this is good. No, it's, I get it. I, I can hear the appeal. I mean, I'd be okay with you telling me if it was that way, and you know that. <laughs> I would, I would, uh, t- I would definitely tell you. I <laughs> oh yeah, um, I say let's tap one, let's tap one more song a piece, and then we'll just kind of jump into more so of the the main topic that we kind of discussed going into. So, um, Gabe, hit us with another song that you're listening to, and uh, and then we'll kind of like roll through each other, uh, each of us, and then 
get on into the topic. So, all right. Um, I know. I guess we can we can kind of count this out outside for one for me and Joe because me and Joe put a song of the same artist from the same record on here, um, and that's the new Boston Manor album. That shit is unbelievably good. I haven't listened yet. Good. So, so, dude, they stepped up their game for like, sure. Okay, they. Let me just. Uh, uh, this is kind of semi tangent, but like two years ago, right when they released their last record, "Welcome to the Neighborhood," I remember hearing a clip from one of the songs on like an Instagram ad, and was like, "Hold up." And went back to that ad so I could hear that cliff again. And I was sitting there with my partner Shane, and I looked at him, and I was like, "They did not sound like this before, right? Am I tripping? Like they were not this." <laughs> Who are these people, and where did they come from? I was like, "I was like, I knew, I knew the band. I just like, I'm not a big pop punk person. A pop punk starts to blend together for me. It all just kind of, yeah. But Boston Manor did something different on that last record, yeah. and then it came out." And it was one of my favorite albums of that year, out of nowhere. This takes the formula from that and just fucking shoots it all over the place. It's 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 really good. It's like I can't even call it a pop punk record. And but like it's not really, and they they have elements of like hardcore and post hardcore in there, but it's not really a, that kind of music either. Yeah. And took all of the best parts from Open the Neighborhood and put that into glue and made it better. Yeah, yeah, they took all the best parts of their last record, which was like, hey, let's be a pop punk band, but have a bunch of like '90s influence and like. Yeah, it's it's, it's almost it's almost like they're starting their own kind of new wave of like Brit rock, basically. Yeah, hundred percent. I hear a lot of like, you hear a lot of like Brit rock and Brit pop influences. There's some like really weird influences throughout the record. There's parts that I'm like, this is kind of like Soundgarden y, and then there's parts that I'm like, this sounds like. Um, oh my god, there's one song that sounds like this really... You remember uh, Savage Garden from the 90s? The, I, re- I remember yeah. Savage Garden. You remember Savage Garden? I there's remember Savage Garden, yeah. Off, it sounds exactly like fucking Savage Garden, and I'm like, what the hell is this? It's good, though. It's really good. Okay. Um, but overall, like, there's just really cool fucking guitar tones. It sounds like if you took someone from Korn in the 90s and had them play on a fucking pop-punk record. <laughs> it's it's really good but but i but i think the whole purpose of the last two albums is to definitely i think they i think they themselves probably got tired of pop punk and being in that kind of community and they wanted to like completely like branch out and start their own thing which is exactly what they've done with these past two records yeah absolutely uh and that's and that's i'm a big fan of that in general like a lot of there's been a lot of bands that i've discovered over the last couple of years that were pop punk bands that i initially just wrote off and then they've all started to kind of branch out in different directions, and I'm like, oh shit, they're actually good now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Boston Manor being probably the biggest example, Trash Boat, I slept on them for a long time. Um, Real Friends, in my opinion, got a whole lot better, but I guess they're dead now, I don't know. Um, and then, uh, like, Grayscale most recently. But that's just because they turned into a pop band, and I love pop music, so. Yeah, of course, of course. Oh, here we go, Carly uh, Rae Jepsen again. <laughs> dude, you know what? The Grayscale record fits in that like vein. If you heard it, you'd be like, I'm telling you, I would play you one song from that Grayscale record. You'd hear ten seconds of it and go, "Yeah, I know why you like this." Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually, I, 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 I drove from Thomas into Atlanta one day, 
and decided to listen to the I all I did was listen to the Carly Rae Jep, Jepsen album for you. Fucking bangers, dude. I've done bangers. that just for you. I need you to know that. I don't even know if I've told I'm, I'm you I've done that, but I, I've done that. Too. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's really good driving music. I, 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 I like. I don't know if I, I may have texted you or not. I don't know, but I was like, I was like, okay, I can see the appeal. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, Joe, hit uh, us with one on your end. Yeah, I'll give my shout out to uh, Sarah and the Safe Word. They just put out a song today. Um, it's called. It's called Sick on 7th Street. They just put it out today. Um, you know, I'm just giving my shout to them because, you know, while they are, you know, friends of mine, they, you know, they're also, you know, based in Georgia. They're definitely one of the more breakout bands. They just have a very unique sound. Um, and, and it's just like a further, they're definitely starting to come into their own, starting to get, you know, further perfect their image and their sound and stuff like that. So I definitely want to give my shout out, you know, to them for, you know, putting out this new song, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to hit kind of a two shout out one i'm gonna be quick about and the other one i know we're all three gonna be able to tap into so first i want to shout out jack harlow i know i put a couple uh song of his on there he done the song with joe easy moana and then like with that i just saw and we were talking about this before the scoob scooby-doo album banger (laughs) so for anyone listening please go listen to the album it's a banger from everything i've listened to thus far i'm like oh I like it. I'm here for it. Um, so, anyways, I, like I said, I, but I've always been a big fan of Jack Harlow, so I, I'm, I might be slightly biased, but whatever on that. But the main one I want to shout out for my last one here, it, and technically they've released two songs, but Ghost Inside, I had to put it on there. Nice. It's been years. So it's been years since we've seen anything from them, given we all know the situation with the the wreck and all but uh i love aftermath i like i even i i really like pressure point um but you know more super good more heavy i'm down for it (laughs) like if i feel like i want to punch myself i'm here for it so (laughs) their whole story is just absolutely incredible and you know there i can't think of anyone who like legitimately hates that band no i I literally know no one my thing is if someone if someone who likes heavy music or likes metalcore in general, if they try to tell me, like, no, nah, the Ghost of Side's not got that good, I'm like, we're not friends. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I, could, I could understand maybe not liking maybe certain eras. Like, if you like, if you like newer stuff, if you only like the newer T- Ghost of Side stuff and you're not a big fan of, like, Returners or fucking Fury, that's fine. Or if you're the opposite, you like Fury and Returners, but you don't really like any of their newer stuff. Yeah, I see, I, did, I didn't that. care for I like didn't. Any of it? Nah, dude. <laughs> I didn't care for Dear Youth that much, but like, like, uh, and get like Returners and before was like just uh, the Holy Grail. <laughs> oh my god! Everything that I wanted in metalcore at the time. Everything. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I still listen. Like especially uh, Returners, though. Like that album. I still listen to on a, like at least once a week. I hear at least one or two songs in my stuff that just pops up from that. So, uh, fun fact for both of you, but mainly more for you, Joe, because Gator is going to remember this. Um, first show that me and Gator ever went to together was the Ghost Inside, and it was all hell yeah. It was also the first show that I had ever went to the Masquerade. For. Masquerade in heaven. Hey. They were not headlining. Uh, who was headlining? Parkway Drive. Parkway Drive. 
Yeah. Was that the Violent Gentleman tour? It was um it was the tour for Deep Blue. Yes. Sick. Damn, so that's OG as fuck. Yeah, Damn. it was like 2010, 2011, something like that. It's way back. Right. I remember so I remember buying a yeah, purple right it was a purple like merch shirt with for the ghost inside. And I wore that shirt till it was like lavender. Like I washed it so many times. Like I, it, I don't even know what happened to it. Like, <laughs> um, you got the purple one, and I got the like, the same shirt, but they had it in blue. In blue, yep. yep. <laughs> I don't like and the fact that we can remember that. It's great. Yep. Oh yeah, and I, I still wish that I had that shirt. I gave it to like an ex girlfriend or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is great. That's too great. It's just funny though that, like how it just proves though that music has like brought us all together in a way and the power that there is into it. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess speaking of that, let's let's jump in. If if anybody has any more songs they really just want to throw in real quick, once again they will be on the list. If if you don't really care to throw them in, but they'll be on the list for anybody to check us out of kind of what we've all been listening to, and it'll tell you like who added it and whatnot, but. Anybody got anyone that they're in here? Y'all good or? Uh, um, I, I just will quickly, very quickly, shout out the Haley Williams record because it's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I saw you add that one in there. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's so good. I'm not gonna go into detail because I could talk about that record for an hour, but it's absolutely just beautiful. And then um, the biggest thing for me is yesterday fucking misery signals put out a new song for the first time in like a decade and i about threw my fucking phone across the room (laughs) oh my god i pre-ordered the record today uh it's so good it's so good it's so good and if you're a fan of heavy music and you've never listened to misery signals you need to change that because they're the inspiration (laughs) for people like the ghost inside and people they're, they're you definitely know they're like, like the one for one you know i like more inspiration heavy. for counterparts um <laughs> the heavier they're, the better. they're like they're they're like they're the originators of like melodic hardcore slash like melodic metalcore uh and this new song is very good i'm very excited for that record but yeah that's it for me bow my head take my cards and fold now i bow my head take my cards and fold